It's time for the Drive Stop 4 at 4. Hour number two of the drive underway. We begin with the top four at four. Tucker Harlan, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, the University of Tennessee is preparing for a future in which athletes are directly compensated by schools as opposed to NIL collectives. On Friday, the Board of Trustees approved a plan to create a nonprofit foundation that could quickly mobilize into a fund to pay salaries directly if the NCAA takes the next step. This would also prepare the university for a scenario in which Power 5 schools would break away from the rest of the NCAA into their own classification. I just wish they'd get it over with, guys. Hey, at least we're ahead of the curve. Not going to catch us by surprise. That is true. Yeah, it, it is interesting to that all this is seemingly happening so quickly and that Tennessee is... Out in front of that, – that's where we should be. We used to be on the cutting edge. We were the first school to – all the innovations that Neyland put in, first of all. The first mm-hmm, mm-hmm. first school to wear numbers, first school to study films, first school to uh, scout, to use telephones, all, all this stuff. You know, we were the first school to have an indoor practice facility, I believe, in, in the 1990s. I, really? I, I'm pretty sure, wow. yeah. I mean, that thing – like, the indoor facility was only 50 yards at first. You say only 50. George's yeah. was 20 until, like, five years ago. Yeah, but it, it was considered state-of-the-art for, sure. for so long. And, you know, we fell behind the facility's arms race. And you're going to be good. you got to be out in front a lot of this stuff. At number two, Tennessee baseball will take on Bowling Green in a three-game series this weekend. That starts in a little under 30 minutes. First pitch tomorrow is at 5 and at 1 on Sunday. A.J. Kazi will get the start today for the Vols on the mound. Drew Beam will start tomorrow. No announcement yet on a third starter. Did you listen to us when we talked about Bowling Green? What about him? Where is this team from? Ohio. He's going to know that regardless because he paid attention in school. Another interesting fact about Bowling Green's baseball team they have played six games all weekend series, and this will be their third series in the state of Tennessee this year. That's actually pretty smart. Who all have they played? MTSU and Memphis. Mm-hmm. Memphis. Just, just trekking across, man. I also did my Bowling Green research. We do our research. Have you done your research? Earlier this week, and Bowling Green, actually, there's a it's lawn bowling is what they, they named it after. Mm-hmm. And there was a park. Uh, a caller told us about this earlier Who in the week. There's was a park in I think New York. It, uh, it, it's our boy uh, Jordan. Jordan, yeah, um, yeah, in in New York City, down there. It's still there today. <coughs> Bowling Green Park in the financial district, and um, yeah, there was a statue of King George there. The Patriots melted it down and used the lead was. to. There was a statue we, of King George. We, we used the lead to make bullets that we shot the British with cold-hearted the American way. Do what you got to do. The revolution. At number three, Tennessee basketball goes down to Tuscaloosa for a battle for first place in the SEC against number 14 Alabama tomorrow. Tip-off is at 8. The game airs on ESPN. College game day will be there, and Dan Schulman and Jay Billis have the call. Oh, God. Well, Tennessee's not playing Kentucky. (laughs) Every 
We all have the same just give you that. gut punch feel. He did have some really nice things to say about Tennessee on uh, Pardon the Interruption this week. Did Jay Billis? I can watch a game, and I've done this a lot with basketball this year. I can watch a game without the commentary. I can sit there and watch the game with just the sound off. I just go to the radio and sync it up. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten – once I prefer get- not to, but I, I will I'll just sit there and like I, I know what's happening. The the only time it sucks is when they go to the monitor and then you kinda have to like, okay, what are they doing? What are we looking at here? Mm. Hmm. Might have to do that tomorrow. Um especially when we're losing. When yeah, we're I losing, I just it. get mad and everything uh, they say yeah. pisses me off and everything. If we're winning, it's And I hate the what's uh, does he still do a stupid walk? Is he gonna do ninety four feet? Yeah, ninety four feet. Oh yeah. He'll do it with Sears tomorrow for sure. Yeah. How, how many times do you think Hudson's cried in, in, in for one of those segments? Let's see why you got to bring Aaron Dave into he this. He does love him some Billis. Big Duke guy. Vol's a two-and-a-half-point underdog tomorrow, by the way, mm. according to FanDuel. Not too bad. And finally, at number four, big changes are expected to come to college football in the near future. In the wake of the Michigan sign-stealing scandal, helmet radios are expected to be added. Additional proposed changes involve sideline tablets and two-minute warnings at the end of each half. I'm in. I like all this stuff. Hey, did you notice very quietly that the the fumble rule that everybody rags on all the time? Staying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Coaches don't want to see it go. You're talking about through the end zone, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a fair punishment. I do too. You got to protect the ball in the red zone, especially around the goal line. You fumble it through, other team gets the ball. Watch it cost us a natty this year. Let's <laughs> not do that. I don't know that it's fair, but it's quirky and weird, and I kind of like it. Yeah, it goes back. I mean, hell, I mean, it's been a rule forever. Thank you, Tucker. Excellent job with the top four today. Uh, coming up, our friend Logan Quinton is going to stop by. We'll talk Tennessee baseball with him um we have not really unpacked speaking of all these college football changes we have not really spent a lot of time talking about the new 14 team playoff model oh that the big 10 and the sec are wanting yeah and to me it this is also weird is because when college football's had these changes it's usually because you get into a system and then people start pointing out the flaws in that system and we talk about what the better system would be and it takes a couple of years, but eventually then they change. And it feels like we're just skipping over the 12-team step entirely. We've, we've gotten used to this. How Has it been right at 10 years of a 14 playoff? I think they started that yeah. in 2014. 2014 was the first year. So you had 10 years of this and people have been talking about expanding the playoff and and we're finally doing it this year. And you just would, would seem that you would go with a 12-team playoff for 10 years or so, and then people would start talking about expansion. Uh, we're talking about expanding before we've even expanded. Yeah. I think this 14-team thing is, is dead on arrival, man. I just think it's stupid. I, I think it's dumb as hell. And it, it's also – and I'm a fan of an SEC school, but the, the demand to have uh, – First round buys for those two conferences. There's there some kind of screwy 
that screwy, the two automatic qualifier from the Big 12. Do you know who the two automatic Big 12 qualifiers would be if, if, you, if you took the, the Big 12 as it will be this year right. with, with Colorado and Arizona and all those schools in it? Do who you know who the two teams would be? Huh? It would have been Arizona and uh, Ohio, Oklahoma State. They were like number 20. So you would have been skipping like LSU and Jaden Daniels wouldn't have been in. Very likely Ole Miss wouldn't have been in. It would the three SEC teams would have been Alabama, Georgia, and Missouri. <laughs> so to me, I don't know how you sell this thing. I'm fine if you want to go to 14. I say just go ahead and 16 and and let's not have any buys and let's just do a let's just do a 16 team playoff format. And but to me, give me some sort of power rankings. You can include human polls in there, something. I know this is reminiscent of the BCS, but just do it that way, man. Uh, uh, enough of this, uh, the the automatic qualifiers and everything. Just Mm-mm. give me the 16 best teams Ooh. or the 14 best teams if that's what it's going to be. And the, the conferences have gotten so convoluted, and you know it's going to change anyway. Again, here in the next five years or so. I mean, what do you do? And with the again, Pac-10? after that, I mean, are they are just Washington or, or Wazoo and and Oregon State just gonna get to go to the playoffs every single year? No, no. Are they only two teams in their conference? Well, they'll. They're scheduled to play Mountain West teams. Yeah, I'm feeling, right. It feels like they're just trying to figure out how the best way to make that work is, and, that, and that's and inevitable. I just don't understand the whole the the. the I don't understand why the group of five is being included in this. Well, there's one school we haven't mentioned yet, and that's Notre Dame. They're going to have to force them to join a conference at some point. They would have a spot. You would potentially have three at-large spots, uh, an automatic group of five. And, you know, I'm all for a group of five having access if they deserve it. Right. But But there are some years where that's just not the case. Yeah, I mean, if if there's a year where it's going to be – you know, I, I I don't even know. I'm I'm having trouble. Uh, who 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 would be the most likely group of five? Is SMU has gone off to the ACC now? Tulane, Liberty, Liberty. Yeah, it would have been Liberty this past year. So if if Tulane or Liberty, they're like number twenty five, and they're the they're they're just going in That's over weird. some SEC team that was number that would, fourteen, and they would probably drag them. Yeah, in the head up. yeah. Nobody wants to see that. Mm-mm. So they can go get squashed by Georgia or Ohio State or Michigan. You know. I just hope they they get it right. I hope that the and and it just feels like this plays into his number one story today about Tennessee preparing for a potential breakaway scenario. And I don't know. My my thought is ride with the twelve team thing right now for what you got and wait for whatever is going to happen to happen before you make your next move. I agree. And then fold that into it. Whatever this college football thing is ultimately going to end up being. 865-546-8200, your number to get on the show this afternoon, 546-8200. Steve Spurrier making news. Down in Florida. Old ball coach. Says, quote, there's a feeling around the Gators of, what the heck are we doing? Bill (laughs) Gator. Direct quote. I'm sure Billy Napier loves this. He's fighting for his life. And the head ball coach is basically out there saying, uh, yeah, whatever this guy's doing ain't working. He also said, if I can pull up the direct quote, 
there's a feeling around the Gators of what the heck are we doing. There's a lot of questions that I just don't have the answers to about organization, Spurrier said. Just because you hire the most people doesn't mean you're going to win. All these extra people, I question how much that really helps. Well, did you see what Napier said earlier this week? I did not. Something along the lines of, we're the type of team that could lose to anybody. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That sure makes you feel good if you're a Florida he fan. Was, he was trying to say it in a way like, we're, we have to work hard and prepare because he's just not very he's, – he's, But the way he said it was like, yeah, we stink. Anybody can beat us. It was just really weird. For a guy who takes a lot of notes on everything, he does not yeah, strike me as a, a rocket surgeon. it's a Peter Principle or a severe case of Dunning-Kruger or, or, or what with this guy. Man, he was good at Louisiana. He was good. That's a lot. That's, that's, that's a There's lot big differences. I agree, but they – Being the head man at Florida. But, but you run a program and you're good. They, they're dysfunctional right now. Makes no sense. I mean, Botch was decent at Cincinnati. Yeah, is this just another example of the Nick Saban coaching tree having a faulty branch, shall we say? I didn't think he'd be great. I am surprised it is this bad under Napier at Florida. The Saban tree has been responsible for three awful coaches at Florida now. Oh, it's been how many how many did we go through here at Shark Tennessee? Humper. Did we just have two? And two, well, I mean and then uh, our, our biggest idiot got sent to his finishing his rehab program down there. Butch Jones is ass. I guess we can count Sincere for ruining 2012. Oh, we just kept going there, didn't we? Just could not people, learn our lesson. No, and people kind of. I kind of felt bad. The Sid, well so is poisoned. Stop they were, drinking. Uh, because they added him. They were talking about all-time Tennessee quarterbacks. Somebody mentioned Tyler. And I realize Tyler, you know, is really immature. And I think if you if you talk to him now, I'm sure there's a lot. As a, now that he's a father and. You're talking about Tyler Bray? Yeah, that he would probably go back and I would imagine change some of the stuff he did. Sure. But Tyler Bray was good enough to, to win. I, that offense was unreal. Oh, yeah. He's one of the more talented quarterbacks. We had no defense. None. Not that year. If we had so even bad. a below average SEC defense, we would have probably made a New Year's Six. If we had an all-time defense, we might have won it all. I'm hesitant to say that the best part of Nick Saban retiring could be the fact that there's virtually assures that we won't go to that coaching <laughs> tree anymore. But there are some young guys who are on that staff who That's will be true. around for a while, so... Let's not count our chickens before they hatch. It's all off the uh, the original tree is the uh, it's Bill Parcells. Quick timeout. The drive continues. 865-546-8200, your number to get on board. We've got Logan Quinton coming up here in just a moment to talk Tennessee baseball as we're about 15 minutes away from first pitch over at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Stay with us. The Drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up.
Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Let's go live to Lindsey Nelson Stadium where our Logan Quinton is standing by. Bowling Green, the Falcons are in town, boys. LQ, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, fellas. You all staying dry? Oh, yeah. I mean, no leaks here in the old White Claw Hard <laughs> Seltzer Studios. Don't say it out loud. We don't know. Uh, That's why the trash thing. can's over here behind me, right in front of me. <laughs> That's soon to change, right? Yes, we're going to the new White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. The sprawling, palatial new White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Have you been by to check it out yet, Logan? Not recently, but I will soon make my trek out in that area quite a bit because we would, first off, before we get to some baseball, would like to welcome a new sponsor to the Fan Run family, Hotworks. Uh, if you haven't heard, it's uh, Infrared Workout Studios, Fitness Studio. Uh, there are four locations in the area. We're going to focus on Hardin Valley in particular. But there's one right here on campus, also Fountain City and Cedar Bluff. Uh, so so it, it makes sense, right? Uh, so Hardin Valley, now we got a lot of listeners in West Knoxville, and obviously the new studio will be out there. So I will be making my way out there very, very soon. Well, we were just talking about that before you came on. What, what do you think, the, the four of us, LQ, do you think that the folks over at Hot Works could take uh, me and Bear and Tucker and Houston here and whip us into shape? Yeah, I think so. Uh, maybe we can get some kind of some kind of challenge going. I don't know, but I think it's a viable option. Uh, it's what I like about it is there there are plenty of options, and it's it was it's a little different for some folks. It was different for for me, uh, but I've made this a part of my life, a part of my routine. You can go to the isometric saunas uh, that are empty. Just uh, you know, it's for yoga, Pilates, that sort of thing. But you can do your own deal in there, um, however, your own routine. But there's also studios for cycling, rowing. Uh, they've got this piece of equipment called the Blast, which I really like. And then they've also got the FX zone uh, where you've got free weights, uh, some suspension and resistant type workouts. Uh, and it's 24 hours. So it's open day and night. Go at your leisure. Uh, and you can really personalize it. But, yes. I would really want to see the drive edition of uh, Hot Works Challenge. So this this is not the sauna bear where you and Houston are going to be sitting around in towels, slapping smoke, ourselves with yeah, like smoking cigars or something. Like, hey, come on in here, buddy. How about the, those Yankees last night? Like you're gonna they're gonna be in a bike. You're gonna be with some resistance bands. Oh no no no! Maybe I'm pumping under, some iron. I'm under a physician's care. Oh <laughs> no! This is how you get out of a physician's cares, getting yourself in shape. Well, put yeah. A little, put a little muscle on. I've got muscle. I've got some major league. Can we get some muscle over here? Where's uh, that gal from? Uh, where's Dr. Melissa Click when you need her? Logan, look it up, kids. I will. Logan, um, Tennessee versus Bowling Green, three-game series. First of all, are we going to play baseball today? Yeah, looks like it. About to walk in here after I get off uh, with you guys, and they're at least going to get a little bit. And last I looked, there was another batch coming through uh, at like an 80%, 90% clip uh, here at like the 5 o'clock hour or something. I haven't looked in the past 30, 40 minutes, but uh, they're going to at least make an attempt. Uh, But Bowling Green comes in. uh, I heard you guys talking about them. Uh, It's 
they've scored a good amount of runs, but a, a couple of times it's come in, in spurts. You know, they've gotten to the teens, I think, a couple of times. So some outlier games there. Um, one one game apiece against uh, MTSU and Memphis. But I'm real interested tonight if they do get it going. Um, that They've got a guy that's supposed to go on the mound, DJ Newman, that I'm really excited to scout, take a look at. Uh, he's a two-way guy. He uh, has 16 strikeouts to just four walks on the year, and he's hitting over 400. He brings a 10-game hitting streak uh, into tonight going back to last year. Um, he's more along the lines of just, you know, he's a six-foot, 180-pound athlete with the hit tool. Uh, so a little bit different. A lot of people, you know, when you bring up two-way guy, they're going to say, oh, like Jackie Cag. This is a little bit different, still impressive, but not the, uh, the monster of power uh, like a Jackie Cags or something that like that, but an outstanding athlete uh, that that can really hit. So they may have their hands full tonight. Uh, it's going to be interesting because two of these games are going to be essentially bullpen games. Uh, we got AJ Causey going tonight, uh, and then of course Drew Beam uh, for game two tomorrow, whenever that may be, uh, based on what happens today. Uh, and then Sunday's kind of. <laughs> throw who you got you know who all's left in that third game uh kind of piece it together then yeah old johnny holstaff be uh taking the mound sunday for the volunteers so that's going to be an interesting one as we visit with logan quentin here this afternoon on the program logan it feels like all the experimentation is starting it feels like we're starting to settle in a little bit, right? I mean, I think it's interesting that Peebles can't, is not in the lineup today. Well, uh, I feel like you've got to find a way to get him in there uh, once conference play starts here in two weeks. But uh, Villeneuve, I mean, I, I don't see they keep – I don't know if you can keep him on the bench. Obviously, Tears has nailed down a job at this point. Um, doesn't feel like they're going to experiment with anything other than Burke at first base. So, we're, we're kind of settling in here on – maybe not batting order, but at least who's going to be in the lineup. Right. Yeah. Like you said, it's, we're getting there. Uh, nothing concrete. And I don't think anything uh, in terms of one through eight or one through nine will be, we'll get to the point of like the 21 season was very concrete. Mm-hmm. You knew, you knew who was going to be in the lineup. They would on a Sunday or a midweek, they would flirt around with some stuff, but you knew what your go-to lineup was back on that that first Omaha run with uh, Tony B. This one, uh, yeah, you, you're just not pulling Robin out, out of the lineup or anything like that. Hunter Inslee is back in the lineup starting in center, um, and I think that's the number one pivot uh, for outfield or DH is Margo. Um, and, and then you mentioned Peebles. Um, Cal Stark, they love Cal Stark behind the plate. Um, his presence, his command, his rapport with the pitchers, just so hard to to pull that out of the game. Uh, but you mentioned Peebles, and like especially coming off of the last game against Top Point, uh, that's what you were looking for offensively, is for him to kind of get to where he was coming into the season. Because he, he was one of the hottest hitters uh, coming into the, the season, off of the spring ramp-up process. Uh, I talked to you know, a few different pitchers and, you know, they would, one question we always like to ask is, Hey, who's the toughest at bat? And like so many guys would mention peoples um, with that question. So yeah, that's a little bit interesting, but I think it says more about Stark than, than peoples, but I expect peoples, um, you know, I don't know how long 
how much we'll play tonight or whatever like that. But if we go nine innings tonight, um, I expect to see him uh, in a pinch hit situation or maybe subbing for Stark later on, depending on how the game goes. But, yeah, I want to see a, a good dose of uh, Peebles going into this weekend. Logan, anything else kind of catches your imagination coming into this weekend? Um, You know, that <laughs> Sunday is going to be really interesting. Um, I, and, well, starting out with tonight, with A.J. Causey starting, um, he's one of the names that had been mentioned going back to the start of the season and, and trying to figure out a third guy to go on the weekend. Um, I personally like Causey out of the pen uh, because if you have him and Combs both with, with their deliveries uh, and their ability to get crazy spin, they're just really junky for a lot of right-handed hitters. I love those two options coming out of a pen to kind of match up with. But, you know, we're down A.J. Russell now and for the time being. So uh, he's got to step up and, and get a start, and I think he can do a good job. Um, it's just going to be real interesting as the weekend progresses to see what things look like Sunday because you had Stamos uh, with some soreness uh, from that high point game. And then Phillips. Phillips was dealing with some soreness last weekend. He got he was starting to get warmed up a little bit. Nothing, no bullpens on Sunday, but he was active in the bullpen in terms of trying to get loose and get stretched out and things. And he was scheduled to throw, but he didn't. Um, I was curious to see him against High Point, and we didn't. So, do we see Phillips at uh, some point over the weekend? Do they push him back till Sunday as his availability, since he he was dealing with soreness on you know, going back a week. So, um, yeah, I'm just – I'm real interested to see how things shake out because if Bowling Green can make it interesting, let's say tonight or one of these games and, and keep have the balls keep turning that bullpen door, um, Sunday could be, you know, all hands on deck and that could be a wild game. Are we potentially short a pitcher or two here, Logan? Yeah, like that's a fair question because, you know, if you asked me three weeks ago – I wouldn't be concerned about the depth. I mean, we're used we're, we're used to this luxury of having just abnormal guys at, at our disposal to pick from, right? Especially last year with Halverson and Lindsey. If you think about it, um, you know, Chase Dolander had his struggles. Chase, we all know about Chase Burns and his struggles as a starter and really, uh, you know, made it just fine. I mean, it was – an interesting ride, but they made it to where they wanted to be in Omaha at the end of the day. Um, so they didn't have an injury to deal with, but they had sort of they had a process they had to figure out last year um, regarding a you know starting pitching. This year it's a little bit different because they don't have a Halverson or a Lindsey uh, to rely on. And Nate Sneed had a great game against High Point, uh, closing that deal out. I think he's made for a closer role. I think he's a bona fide stopper, but with the situation they're in, uh, we'll see how A.J. Causey does tonight. Um, but even if Causey is good, there's still kind of a need um, maybe for Snead to start some if um, A.J. Russell has to sit out another week or two. So, yeah, it's I, want, I don't know if I'd call it a, a real heavy issue right now at this point because Tennessee is in much better shape than a lot of teams. Um, even in the conference, but uh, they can't afford much more. I mean, it's 
this thing can kind of compound pretty quickly, especially if, especially if like AJ's down a few weeks, and then you got a couple of guys that you have to shut down for a week or so due to soreness. Um, but the main thing, it's a long game. It, it's a long game, and so thinking from that perspective, uh, you know, if they just do the right maintenance on some of these guys, I think in the long run, uh, you know, if you're walking into SEC play with with a full slate of what they're supposed to have, I think they'll be in good shape. Just need A.J. Russell on that mound two weeks from tonight in Tuscaloosa. Yep. yep. That's got to be the goal. All right, Logan, uh, I know they're getting ready to get underway over there at the ballpark. We will let you run. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there about the sponsors that you've brought to the table for us? Yeah, so Hot Works, be sure to check them out. Um, uh, go see them at, on Hardin Valley Road, 10839 Hardin Valley Road. Um, and like I said, there's three other locations. It's a great way to work off these cookies, man. I had to figure <laughs> out something. And, uh, you know, that's I've, – I've got the right balance in my life, uh, being able to be the cookie man and, and then go hop in the sauna and get myself right. It's the perfect balance. You see what he did? He's an advertising it's, dynamo. It's genius, he really. He worked the two sponsors in together. Get him out of shape and then give him a way to get back in shape. Oh, yeah. genius. I'm working off that cornbread cookie this week. Cornbread cookie? I didn't see that. You got to try it, man. Yeah, you got to try it. It's pretty stout. Wait a minute. Cornbread. Cornbread. <sighs> Sounds pretty good. I'm going to mail a couple of those to Pruitt down there in Rainsville. Hey, Logan, <laughs> enjoy the game tonight, my friend. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, fellas. That's Logan Quentin. Follow him on X at LDQ Sports and look for the 920 podcast wherever. You listen to podcasts. All about being ready for two weeks from tonight. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm – and I'm sure that what they are doing, just err on the side of caution. We don't need A.J. right now to get through these next couple of weeks. Let's make sure he's he's you guys surprised ready to go. You guys surprised they're sticking with Cal Stark at catcher when you got uh, – People's kid didn't come over here from NC State where he was all-conference last no, year to ride right. the bench. But there is something to be said with continuity, familiarity, and they have that with Stark. Now, I guess the thing is, how long, how long does it last? Uh, here's here's where I'm at. We, uh... I, I gave Tony some tough love, told him to he's got to hit Simo in the leadoff spot. Feels like he's finally gotten that through his head. This is all you, bud. I'm gonna. I give. Here, here's my. It's it's time to go with Peebles behind the plate. You want to start Cal Stark in these midweek games? That's fine. The cannon needs to be because you're not gonna DH, man. Like in, unless you play Villeneuve and left, which maybe that's what you know. The the other uh, P, the cannon has to be in the lineup, and Villeneuve has to be in the lineup, and. This is a big weekend for Hunter Ensley. He's in the lineup today, but I mean that's Tears has shown he can play center. Um I believe Dryling can play center, even though we haven't seen it yet this year. And maybe that's how you get Villeneuve in the outfield, and then you can be a little bit more experimental at the catcher position. Would you say this to him in person? Oh, absolutely. And then we've got our guy, Antigua. Certainly not. Coming back here in a couple of weeks. Will that be at the, the expense of 
old Curly. Oh, yeah. Another big weekend for him. I don't know. Antigua, I mean. It's a get-right night. Antigua's going to be, unfortunate for him, kind of behind the eight ball because he's mm-hmm. missed so much. I don't know how much he's been doing. Uh, one, two, three for Causey in the first. Causey. Nice. Cruising. Early. It's a big opportunity for some of these guys, these younger guys. Quick timeout. We'll open up the phones here. 865-546-8200. 546-8200, your number to get on board. The drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Logan Quentin, Bear, what did you learn? We've got, excuse me. A little gas? uh, Yeah, a little bit. Um, We've got deep enough, like with A.J. Russell being sore right now, this part of the season, we've got plenty of time for guys to get healthy. There's a lot of opportunities. I was sitting here thinking, you know, Sneed, uh, you know, for the past couple of years, we kind of knew who our guys were for, what, past three years now? Like, it was never really a, too much of a question. I, I guess there was some last year with the whole thing with uh, Chase, you know, whatever happened there. But, um, you know, we got a, we got a solid lineup. I'm kind of with you. I don't see how they're going to keep uh, the whole start peebles. situation it's it's a good problem to have but you got to figure something out but uh, and that's always been the thing with stark right is it is great behind the plate he's yeah that questionable it's the kind of thing knowing frank the tank and tony and the way they are about you know how they handle their pitchers i'd imagine it's obvious that they put that at a premium Mm -hmm. we we have the potential if if this Curly kid really is as good as he's looked so far, we have the potential to have a holeless lineup where everybody up and down the lineup is a threat. And, like, I'm looking at today's lineup, and the, the bottom third feels a little weak today. And it's fine against Bowling Green. I'm not worried about it. But in SEC play – like, there would be games where we, we saw it last year where you get down to that bottom of the lineup and it's like, you just, you know. You realize, here probably, comes three outs, yeah. You do realize you hold it. This is something I've just noticed, just realized. You hold the baseball team to a higher expectation than you do football and basketball. Well, the the baseball team is the only SEC program to have made two of the last three college World Series uh, we've been to three consecutive Super Regionals. Yes, I hold it to the highest standard possible. I guarantee you, Vitello does too. Okay, like, uh, we're we're ro- like it, we are one of the what three or four best programs in the country. Yeah, probably. I wasn't saying it to be funny. I it just I noticed that. I mean, I, you're I, a I've, lot more unforgiving. I feel like it's fair. I mean, like this guy's that good. Um, not to interrupt. A homer. Amy went yard again. Billy Barrels. Billy the kid. One to nothing. Tears 
at the plate. Oh, he can send one out. Oh, he, he just took a cut at one. He was trying. <laughs> he went for it. Full send. I mean, just like I one, really, of, I really like one of those where his eyes might have been closed, just like, give it everything you got. We think this is his last year. Ooh. Uh, this is third year, right? that one. Strikeout. Uh, Probably. These, these guys who I don't get, know. get drafted their third year, year usually take yes. off. It's one, of, if, it's one of those weird things, too, where if he has a good enough year to get a lot of people to, to notice him, we talked about it. Yeah, money. like NIL might make more sense in another year than going and, you know, bussing around the country with has anybody, subpar stuff. Has anybody done that yet? Any of our guys? What? Been drafted after their third year and decided and to come, come back? back? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I, just, I don't think that's a thing. No. <laughs> and there was one uh, – there was one – what was that kid's name? God, he's blind. He's one of the fastest kids we've had. Seth uh, Stevenson. Stevenson. I really wanted Stevenson to come back. I guess if you count Luke Lipsius, he's probably drafted at one point. Mm. I count Luke. How could you not, not count that guy? He was a heart and soul. 865-546-8200, your number to get on board this afternoon, 546-8200. As uh, major news coming down from the NCAA today in a letter obtained by On3 Sports, Charlie Baker, the NCAA president, informed member schools today that the NCAA is pausing all investigations involving collectives as a response to last week's preliminary injunction won by the states of Tennessee and Virginia. Ding dong, the witch is dead. The witch. You're welcome, everybody. Did you read the letter he sent? No, I didn't. Not yet. I'm going to read it at the top of the hour. It's a good two-pager. It's very snarky. You don't say. Very snarky. Um, I realize pausing NIL-related enforcement while these other bylaws are upheld by the injunction will raise significant questions on campus. This is precisely precisely why a D1 meeting room, not a courtroom, is the best place to change NCAA policy. Well, maybe uh, you shouldn't try and screw us with our pants on. Yeah, don't bump don't bump your gums at us and step in our house. What are you talking about? You did this to yourself. You came down here. You were very disrespectful to Miss Plowman. Which will not stand. <laughs> she ain't having it. Get out of my office. Hey, uh, in fact... Uh, was it not Dondi and Randy and and Danny that tried to set a meeting with your ass and you said, no, I'm busy? Yeah, in December to talk about, I think, it, you know, because they've done all this reporting now and Adam had another thing that, uh, you know, uh, we talked about it earlier in the week. Um, they were... These lawyers, she hired all these lawyers. It wasn't on that Monday when she booted them out of her office. They hired all these damn lawyers way back in December. Did you see the daily cost? Yeah. <laughs> Worth every penny. Yeah. 11 G's a day. <laughs> it's insane. crazy. Why did we not go to law school? Damn, Harlan's salary over here. I know. Oh. I mean, I... They're out of the enforcement. They're getting ready to be out of the enforcement business. They just need to administer the tournaments, like the track meets, the you know the dance, all that stuff. The College World Series. 
And hold everybody accountable about going to class and the academic stuff. Yeah, that, that's what they should focus on. You investigate some, in, in, investigate academic fraud. Make everybody play on the up and up. Because we don't, you can't lose that component of it, or it really is just, I mean, what are we doing? It's just a minor league sport. And stop messing with everything. Uh, enough with this foolishness of trying to expand the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Oh, that th- that pushes on. Did you see the uh, homepage for college basketball on ESPN yesterday? Why it is time and overdue to expand the NCAA no, tournament? It is not. It's insane. They want more games. They want you more want, money. You want to take this this thing, this one thing that in this sports beautiful that, thing that everybody pretty much it's one thing most sports fans agree on the greatest sports tournament is the ncaa tournament if you expand it you're just rewarding mediocrity yeah that's what you're doing participate participation trophy culture I, I is that mean, what this it, is it's it it, it 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 dilutes it it just makes it less special i don't think they should have the damn play-in games give me the 64 i'm a purist houston who would the – from the SEC team, so, I mean, that this Texas A&M team that has – I mean, whether they lost five in a row now? How, the, the, yeah. They're, they're, they would be in – freaking Georgia would probably be in <laughs> at 50 to bubble. 13. Arkansas at 14 to 14 probably. would be a bubble team. I mean, what are we doing? I mean, what are we doing? They're trying to make it like – you know, we're, it'd be like watching a 6-6 six and six team play a a seven and five team in a bowl game that's basically what it is if that happens is eight and 20 winless in the sec missouri are they in the nit at that point we're rewarding (laughs) that really is that what we're doing we're going to make those poor guys have to continue this terrible season just leave it alone yeah it's about obnoxious Almost as obnoxious as that big ginger feller from Bowling Green going opposite field home run on Causey just a moment ago. Yeah, O'Doyle rules with the home run. <laughs> Couldn't believe that when hey, they showed I, him. I finally figured out who Larry Blurred is. <laughs> oh, you see that guy from yeah, Indiana State? Like that guy's Kareem great. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you mean? That dude's got some handles, doesn't he, for a big boy? No, he's a good player. Like some of those passes he made where he's looking one way and throws, like it's he's, he's got some skill. He's no white chocolate, but no, 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 he's not. He is everybody's worst nightmare at your seven a.m. Saturday morning YMCA run. This the fund, the big fundamental guy, guy out there with the big, <laughs> the big knee brace thing, whatever's going on there. The rec specs, the goggles, the headband, sweatband, high top chucks with the <laughs> um, the ankle supports on. Out there. Top. Barking out orders, running the show, point guard. He wants a screen. I need a screen. Is that a pick? Hit the boards. Uh, do you want to see? Uh, you want to see that guy in the first round? If you're Tennessee, Indiana State, they're going to be one of those. See, March is the month of. It's a good month for funny-looking dudes that play the sport of basketball. <laughs> I, I seriously think if you are a funny-looking guy and you are playing in the NCAA tournament, you're prone to succeed. Just look at Cameron Crutwig. Yeah, but I mean, Crutwig, can, can, can yeah. you imagine that guy trying to guard? Was that the dude from Loyola Chicago? Uh, yeah. yeah, he was good. I mean, he was good. Can you imagine that that guy trying to stop Sears? Hmm, no, uh, Dillingham. Uh, connect. 
Well, he's a big man. He's not going to match up against. I mean, he's going to be on Adu until one of those three. He's going to drag Adu up rip top and away. work him. A walk it, get on him. That dude could play though, man. Can you imagine him? Uh, like uh, Rick Barnes could use him. We could put him to work. Oh, he'd be a fan favorite here. Hey, he's an extra five fouls in the post. I'm all for it. We keep Tobey out of foul trouble. So, what is this story with with Lane Kiffin that you were alluding to earlier? I mean, supposedly, yeah, they, inquiring minds, man. They had a couple of uh, transfers. One from was a top one hundred from Miami. That it's there's just a lot of rumors about. Uh, I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't. I don't want to say. I, I'm not comfortable saying it. Well, you brought it to the show. I said. Uh, I said there's a lot of rumors, such as. I'm strong. You can find it. Rumors, speculate drugs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not very, violence. Yeah. Not very good people. Sexual assault? I don't think it had that component to it. So violent drug guys. That does not sound like the Lane Kiffin I know. Hmm. There's just there's just some smoke. Metaphorical smoke or actual smoke coming from the dorm rooms in which these guys do their drugs? Uh both. I'm not a grass expert. Well, as Ed Ogeron famously said to the Knoxville Quarterbacks Club during his one year here at Tennessee, we're not recruiting a bunch of choir boys over here. That's a good one. Choir boys. <laughs> we got to have a cool choir boy. I'm really surprised at the crowd at UT Baseball. There's a lot of people there. It is miserable outside. You couldn't pay me to go sit outside for three hours. There's 2,000 people there. Everyone loves a winner, Russell. Maybe more. I don't. I mean, I'm looking down the the new left field sidelines there. there. There's a good smattering of people in those stands. Very impressive. Tennessee fans ate up with the college baseball, man. 865-546-8200, your number to get on board. Let's load them up. We'll go open lines. The rest of the way here, folks, 546-8200 if you want to chime in this afternoon as we get ready for a big sports weekend. Tennessee, Alabama, 8 p.m. tip tomorrow. That means it's another late night voluntary reaction. Will what? Dookie Dave be okay? He's taken a lot of slings and arrow, Durham Dave has, Over here the flip. past week or so. His boy Flip, as he calls him. Should just call him Flop. <laughs> I think I have some other things to call him off the air. Soft. Late night voluntary reaction tomorrow. Plus, there's a long drive by old Curly. Just put one over the cheap seats. He went over the porches in left field. My boy's back. He's back. Curly. Ah, look at him round the bases there. Nice little high five for Elander. Nobody's ever rounded the bases that quick, they say. Furthest hit ball at Lindsey Nelson. The stats will tell the tale. Goodness gracious. Look at the get around on this guy. Hour number three of the drive coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Yep. Yeah.
The Drive.